0: Good evening, and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live tonight from the studios of WLIP 1050 AM in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and simulcast live from Kenosha, Wisconsin, to the Canary Islands and everywhere across the world by tuning into our YouTube channel. Simply go to getrealwithralph.com. That's getrealwithralph.com. <laughs> You ever feel stuck in the middle? (laughs) Uh, So here I am doing this live for the first time. Some may say I have a uh, face for radio or a voice for newspaper, but let me tell you this. I am real. And I tend to get real on the issues of the day that affect us locally, nationally, and globally. Being real means marching to the beat of my own thoughts and feelings, telling you, my audience, how I really feel, and not just passing those thoughts and feelings through the filter of any particular Political viewer ideology, ladies and gentlemen, our thoughts have been hijacked. The speech we hear today is all too often well orchestrated propaganda. De- de- well orchestrated propaganda designed to influence how we feel. Now, as human beings, we are all naturally susceptible to groupthink, and it really doesn't matter which end of the ideological or political spectrum that the groupthink comes from. When we fall into it and we stop thinking for ourselves. We become moldable. We become cattle. And the battle for our hearts and minds that has been going on since before the dark ages wages on. If you are fully indoctrinated into groupthink, regardless which side that you fall on, you're going to be offended by some of the things that I say. You're not going to like some of the things that I have to say. But wouldn't it be great to disagree with people and not hate them anymore? I mean, that's where we've gone here in uh, the last... 10, 15 years is we have to hate everybody we disagree with. And that's exactly what the powers that be want from us. They want us to get focused on the little issues that tear us apart instead of the 90% of the issues in life that we all agree on. That That we love our families, we love our communities, we love our country, and we just want to live our lives and pursue happiness. So if we can start to disagree with each other but not dislike another one another, hate one another, we're going to be a lot better off because hate, hate is needed to, hate is needed in order to control thoughts and minds. Well, I reject that thought and I reject the notion that I have to accept one set of beliefs to completely fit in. So I want to bring you love. I want to bring you the truth. And I want you to take a break this evening for a couple of hours while we all talk, think, laugh together. I want you to take a break and be entertained and I want you to get as real with me as I promise to get with you. So let's get real Well, good evening again, and tonight I have some very special guests with me. I have Betsy Aid and the well-known Strangers who are here in town. They just played a show on Friday night at 58 Below, and I had an opportunity to uh, chat with them in the green room before they came out, and I asked them if they would come on the show tonight not only to talk about their musical experiences, but also to talk about a subject that I found out is as near and dear to their hearts as is to mine, and we're going to get into that uh, in just a few minutes right after this break. Okay, well... (laughs) we were going to come in with a little bit of music, and uh, of course, this is our maiden episode here, so you're going to have to forgive us if, uh, if I screw up a few things over here on the board. But um, we have in the studio today with us Betsy Aid and the well-known strangers. Betsy, welcome to the studio. How are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. So let's, we're going to make sure you're hot here. All right, say that again. you. Can... Say something to me, Betsy. Yeah, let's start over. All right. We All right. are going to start over. That's Ready, how we do it. Go. All right, Betsy, welcome to the program. How are you? <laughs>
1: I'm doing great. How are you
0: doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'll tell you, the last uh, few months of your life has been an absolute whirlwind, hasn't it?
1: Yes, it sure has.
0: It's uh, It's been a whirlwind just to watch. Uh, you've got a couple of your uh, band members here in the studio with us. Uh, why don't you let us know who you have with us and, and how they fit into the uh, big picture?
1: Sure. Okay, so directly to my left, I have Cameron Fair. He plays the cello and the piano. Um, to his left, we have Brittany Lumley, who plays the cello and the guitar and sings beautifully. To her left, we have Joe. No, you, you can't really see this. Oh, yeah, we are. That's all right. Most well, of the we're, we're videoing, people are listening, but uh, okay. yeah, go ahead. So Joe Adamek, he okay. plays the guitar. He's an acoustic guitar player, uh, also helps write uh, the music. And behind him, we have John Koulas. He plays the bass. And then we also—he looks have, like a bass
0: player. He's got that. He's yeah. got that demeanor about him right there.
1: Yes, yes. He is the typical bass player. All, all of the, all of the things about a bass player. He is the
0: slow and steady hand of reason among the band. That's right. Yes. I Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Yes. Oh, you okay. have two
0: of those because you've got your manager back behind you. Yeah, yep. Victor. Yep. Victor Sarah. behind right. us.
1: Gotcha. He's waiting to to chat with us a little later. So.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, fantastic. So you've been on the music scene in Kenosha for quite a while. I know I had seen you play, gosh, it was a while back with, uh, was it Rainy Day Crush? Rainy Day Crush, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that was the only time that I ever actually heard you play live until two nights ago. But I all of a sudden was looking and I noticed that we had a local Kenosha resident who was going to be on The Voice and I started paying attention and, uh, boy, I have to say you nailed it with, from, from the first one all the way to the end. Uh,
1: Thank h- you. Thank you. How, you much,
0: how much preparation time did that take and, and how different was that from playing with uh, a band that you've played with regularly, having to uh, play with a, a house, band, house band, so to so speak, and, and do it all on your own?
1: Um, you're talking about the house band for The Voice? Yes. Okay, yes. They're a complete professional. So they... Um,
0: not to say that these guys aren't. Right, of course. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> That's not what right. I mean. No. no, no,
0: no. I'm just giving you hard time. Uh,
1: so they yeah. are... I, I, they've been doing it for 16 seasons. They've been all together for that long. Um, there's a band leader. His name is Paul that one of our manager... Um, one of our management members knows um, that is... He's the leader, so he kind of constructs the—he he takes over the, um, the the band practice that we have. So, I mean, they learn songs within a matter of seconds. So it's just like I'm sure the first song that I got up there and uh, and practiced with them, uh, they, they didn't really know. Maybe they reviewed a little bit, but they worked some stuff out, and bam, they were ready to go. And what I heard the first time I uh, practiced with them— uh, is is very similar to what you heard on TV. So and, and it was wonderful.
0: It was fantastic. And, and your audition ah. song was... Um, hold on. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Hunger, Hunger from Hunger, yes. uh, Florence and the Machine. Yes. And um, I have to say, uh, no, no offense to Florence, but I liked, I liked your version of it better, both on the audition and when you played it with well-known strangers on Friday night. I thought I had a lot more uh, feeling to it. What made you choose Thank that you. song?
1: Well, um... I' had never heard it before, so what the the beginning of the process they send you six six hundred songs to choose twenty of, and I knew that I loved Florence, so I picked the the, the one Florence song that was on the list of six hundred, and I listened to it a couple times, and um you know, I studied the words, I wanted to make sure that it resonated with me. The message of the song resonated with me because that's when I do my best work is when I believe in what I'm singing, so Um, it was near and dear to my heart. Um, it was a wonderfully written tune. Um, I don't know if you know much about Florence, but she just has this really unique style. Um, you know, I was out there with a bunch of kids and I had to like make sure that I, you know, thought a little, maybe deeper about some things. And, you know, I had to, I had to do something, you know, maybe a little bit different than, than any, any like kind of a pop Pop songs, so. yeah,
0: absolutely. You had to put your own, you had to put your own personality into yeah. it, and and personality and soul becomes so much more important uh, for, for for us. You know, when when we're trying to go up against some of the some of these kids here, where they've got they've got yeah. that pure energy yeah, on their side the, that's a little different, yeah. And uh, so yes, hip-
1: they got you know they got the style, they're the cool kids, and I'm like mom, the mom that you know is in a <laughs> yeah.
2: rock band still. <laughs>
1: You know, in the twilight of her career, and I had to pull out other stuff. was the guitar throwing. I so wouldn't say twilight like
0: a- of your career in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. I would say that. Uh, well, you got there earlier in life than Colonel Sanders, so I mean that's True. you know that that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's going to be the best part. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> it is the best part. The excitement on your boy's face. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. When when uh, John Legend spun around. And you could see him just jumping up and down. I've got six of my own children. And uh, when I love it when they're that age and they still love you. Because I tell you what, when they're about 16, they hate your guts. <laughs> so uh, you hey. d- definitely need to enjoy that. But uh, I saw the excitement of him jumping up and down, and I thought, you know, Mm -hmm. I I identify with that immediately. I identify with with my kids getting excited about some of the things that that I do. And, of course, you know, when you're a parent and you're still cool because they're young enough, you Mm -hmm. can do no wrong Mm -hmm. uh, in their eyes.
1: Yeah. Well, I do some wrong. He shows me some, you know, some of the times. (laughs) Um, But most definitely that was, it was a lot of preparation. There's a lot of going back and forth. And a lot of nervous excitement. Um, I think my family is uh, just as, if not more, excited about this whole experience as, as I am. Um, and I think it was all of, all of the work and all of the worry, um, it, it made it worth it when that first chair turned. And you saw it all over Talon's face. He's, he's actually gotten quite Kenosha famous about it. Um, he's, he's got his first uh, newspaper interview under his belt And uh, that's
0: a fantastic term, Kenosha famous. I'm going to steal that term from you and use it. it. I'm going to use it a lot. You're
1: Kenosha famous too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Kenosha famous isn't famous famous and we have to, you know, sometimes you got to keep that perspective. (laughs) It's like being, uh, you know, it's like being a big guppy in a fishbowl. So uh, I guess, uh, I guess we're, uh, well, if I'm a guppy, you've turned into a shark though. I got to say it's, you know, getting this, this national attention and it's well-deserved attention as well. Thank you. So you jump in and here you are singing with a with a very professional house band, but that's got to be a lot like the that's got to be a lot like Tom Brady playing on the All Star team uh, as opposed to playing on the Patriots because you don't you don't have your go to uh, person that you know they're gonna they know you well enough to know how to kind of step in and, and, and make you look good with, yeah, at a yes. moment of weakness and, and all of that. So was that like was that like walking on a high wire without uh, without without safety ropes or what was that like?
1: Uh, I mean, it was wonderful. It was, uh, I, I just kind of had, I, when you go out there and you audition, like from the beginning of the, hi, um, from the beginning of your experience, they take such good care of you. And so I really wasn't, I, I mean, they make sure that you are prepared for that two and a half minutes or three minute song, um, that you are are going to be performing for on uh, national TV. Uh, they know the pressure that you're feeling. And so they rally the troops. They make sure that you are um, both taken care of as far as like what you need to prepare for. Um, they keep you updated on like the, the scheduling. We've got a schedule every day. Um, they give you a great vocal coach. They make sure they give you advice as to how to take care of your voice. And um, they encourage you to rest and everything. So, I mean it it was wonderful. It wasn't like it, 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 every single contestant that was on that show was was um taken care of just like they would in my opinion would take care of any other um person who's performing professionally, you know.
0: How so, about the behind the scenes drama with all the kiddies? Were they uh did, did you find it to be amusing?
1: Well, I, the first few times that I went out there, I tried to keep to myself a little bit just cuz I know I remember how I was a little when I was younger and um I got involved and like, I wanted to know about everybody and who is doing this and who is, um, you know, I wanted to know about the rules and whatever I kept to myself. I made sure that I, um, did all of that I needed to do to prepare. And, um, but the last few times I went out, it was a little, it was a little less pressure. Like the last time for the finale, there was very little, little pressure. And it was like, you know, performing with, with my band. It was like, yeah, I got some people to, to play around with, you know, it was, so it was really good. It
2: was and,
0: cool. And it ended up being a really good thing for the well-known strangers because now, mm. now they've, got a, they've got a front person that, that's, that's going to follow and hear all this amazing music that you guys have written together that a lot of people wouldn't have been exposed to had the voice not exposed you to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd, I'd love to hear from your bandmates. How, how, how did that feel watching, watching Betsy kind of make that milestone, and uh, how did that reflect back on, on all of you?
3: Uh, we, from the get-go, the, the whole process took quite a while, like almost almost a year, yeah. was
1: it? first, um, the, first the very audition first audition in Chicago? In Chicago, yeah, and yeah. you were there with me.
3: Yeah, I got a chance to actually uh, perform with her, and the minute we heard that she was going to keep moving on, all of us are excited. I mean, all of us were ready to put down our instruments fr- as far as well-known strangers go. For the rest of our life if it meant success for her so we were sitting back doing as much as we could to cheer her on and super excited to see what she was doing and then as things kept going and kept going we're like okay let's maybe start practicing a little bit and get ready for her to come back and uh after this is done this could be really really big for us but we've had a we've had a great run so far and now mm-hmm. it's, now we're looking forward to an amazing run this year and going into next year well you guys
0: really have the you have the songwriting down first and foremost and you can your songs have a lot of soul, a lot of passion in them. Every single one of them I've listened to and I've spent a lot more time lately listening to them than before, before I kind of casually heard them, but obviously once I saw what was going on here, I wanted to know more and I can see I can see some chemistry and I saw that live between all of you on on Friday night that was just incredible. That, that acoustic set that you pulled away from and went and sat on the mm-hmm. bar, yeah, that was something special. That really was.
1: Yeah, that was, a, that was kind of something that we were really nervous about, and we weren't sure that it was going to work. And, you know, the closer it got to the, to the day, um, I think the more nervous we got because we did a rehearsal uh, that Wednesday. We usually pra- uh, practice Wednesdays and Saturdays, sometimes Mondays, but... Um, So for our practice on, on Wednesday, we went to 58 below and we, we tried it out and it, I mean, there was maybe 20, I don't know, like 20 people there. Yeah. And, um, you know, the sound gets sucked in. The more people that arrive, the the sound kind of goes away and, um, we weren't sure if it it was going to work and, um, we were still nervous even when we started walking off over to the bar and. Uh, the plan was to just kind of run through it a couple times, just do a little instrumental, and wait for people to settle in. And uh, they did it. Like I, I was just so proud. You
0: like, got an entire bar fans. full of drunks to be quiet. I mean, that's uh, yeah, it's unheard of. <laughs> and we didn't. We it's really didn't.
3: We, we didn't have to say anything. Everybody else kind of. Quieted the crowd, which yeah. was awesome. And
0: uh, you just kept playing those opening chords over and over again, yeah. <laughs> and it got a little quieter, a little quieter. And yeah. you know, in the very end, there you had a couple of people still talking, and a lot of people very angry at them for not shutting their <laughs> mouths. And
1: yeah.
2: it
0: was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Now, what was the first song that you did up there?
1: Uh, that was a Billie Eilish song called um, "Come Out and Play."
0: Got it. Got it.
1: Yeah. So that was that was. I think we got the the most people to stop yeah. and listen to yeah. that. So, um, yeah, it worked out great. I'm, I I hope we can do it again. I'm not sure that, you know, we have to we have to be careful because th- everybody at that show was, um, you know, family members and very close friends and people who are, you know, were waiting to to listen to us. They're just like hungry for a, a show from us. So, um, I think that it, it allowed for a lot more uh, freedom to experiment with things but I'd like to you know continue and try to try to do that again. I, I love when people do it and I'm I have a hard time asking people to to not talk. I I don't I'm not a big advocate of like it's you, you can do what you want in an a open establishment. And that's and, that's
0: basically what you said, but yeah. what you said is hey you, you can talk if you want but you're not going to be able to hear this. Yeah, And, and I thought that was a really good way that, of putting it. Yeah. But it just made the music so much more intimate. Yeah. It made it more you know, a lot of times you go to a bar, there's a band playing, you don't know who they are. Of course, everybody knew who you were this time because mm-hmm. it was like coming home. Mm-hmm. but if you're playing in a, in a new venue, I'm sure that's why you tried it at home first, and you just kind of, it's background noise, you're not paying attention until mm-hmm. something like that happens, and I think that's going to play well in venues where the audience doesn't know you as well, because it forces them to really just stop and listen to the music for a moment.
2: yeah yeah,
0: S- some of our I think. Our best
3: shows over, over the last three years have been our acoustic-like storytellers shows, whether it was at Fusion or up in Barron. We played at the Barron Community Center there where just you could hear a pin drop and right. just people were listening to every yeah. note, every, every word. It's, it's definitely not right.
1: something we're really used to because we're used to people talking. and, and you know. So when it happens, we're like, okay, now I have to talk about this. Talk about well, because everybody's yeah. paying
0: attention. And, and, and of course, you get to talk about the music and, yeah. uh, you know, your storytelling. And your music is amazing when it comes to telling stories. One of the songs that really drew me in, and I'm going to play it for the audience here in a minute, is Don't Follow. And oh, cool. I saw the video for it when you went on The Voice and I started Googling, Betsy Aide, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Who is this lady? What's, what's her music like? And that was one of the first things that I saw was that video. As a matter of fact, I got that confused with voices when I was talking with your manager the other day as far as which video was which. But, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're both pretty well put together. Yeah. But the story behind Don't Follow, what, what what is the story behind it? You want to tell our audience a little bit about what it's about, and then I'd, I'd like them to hear a little bit of it.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I, well, I think I'm, I'm going to let Joe... He- he came up with the initial uh, concept for the video. And I think even when we started writing the song, that was your idea, your concept for the song too. So, yeah, go ahead. It was,
3: just a, it was just a bad time in my life. And I guess the best way to say it was I felt like I was living a fake life almost. I had a lot of people that... Um, just felt good about our friendship and and just felt good about about me but yet i felt like i was not who they thought i was and i kind of wanted to push everybody away so that was a period in my life where i just needed to kind of just have some distance and and really find myself so i brought the the the, the notes and some of the thoughts and words to Betsy and then she, like she always does if it starts that way she takes it to a whole nother level kind of grabs a hold of whatever it meant for me and then she'll like she just mentioned a minute ago or a few minutes ago that it's so important for her to own the the words and feel the words so it's really great when she can take anything that I've written or any of us and she just transforms it into something that means something for her.
1: Yeah, and we really what... we started a pretty great uh, writing relationship right off the bat. I think we've been through many similar situations, and um, I think we're like-minded. And
0: so the best uh, music is written right after life pu- tends to punch you in the gut. Uh, it seems to be mm-hmm. uh, you know first ends up being your source of agony, and then it ends up being your source of inspiration. And you right. can tell that this is a very inspired song and and with that I would like to uh, roll a couple of uh, seconds of the well-known strangers Don't Follow
2: Every time I take a step I fall Every time I take that step I risk it all Did it all change?
0: You're hearing a little bit of Don't Follow by the well-known strangers who I have here in my studio here on Get Real with Ralph. This is our first episode live of Get Real with Ralph. And again, Betsy Abe and the well-known strangers are sitting in. We were just listening to Don't Follow, and they were telling the story of how that song came to be. And uh, it's a pretty exciting song. There was another one that came up uh, that you wanted to tell the story about a little bit, and that was Splinter. So I would love to hear the story behind that one as well. I think people love stories behind music.
1: Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, yeah. uh, that, <laughs> since yeah, well, I've got all the darkness it? behind Yeah, me yeah here, let's, get, let's, let's get all the songs. darkness
3: yeah. out all at once. Uh, so I was married 26 years, and during uh, the latter part of my marriage, uh, my wife and I were separate ex wife and I were separated and then during that time, one of her dear friends really did not want us to get back together. We were working on getting back together, which we did at the time uh so I just started to pen some lyrics and some words about that, and then turned it over to betsy as well and she just ran with it and turned it into her own. You may have twisted that a little bit into
0: something that works for you. You guys sound like Fleetwood Mac, except not, it's not against <laughs> each other. Uh, you ever hear the stories about how they're in the studio and they're looking at the song that just got written, and uh, Lindsay's looking and goes, oh, this is about me, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I heard that story and I laughed. Have you written any songs about each other yet?
1: Well, that's funny you ask. Uh, the, the, we have a, I wrote a brand-new brand song on my ukulele. Um, and I haven't. I only showed Joe. Can you play it for us tonight? Oh gosh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's too. I have to. I have I have some work to do. But I mean, it's a skeleton of a song, consummate
0: but, perfectionist.
1: Yeah, he's you know he was diagnosed with um, a chronic illness, and um, wow. we had talked about um, even before his diagnosis. We had talked about people who um suffer through learning about that and um dealing with you know gr- you know grieving and learning how to live with a with a with a diagnosis like that or having somebody in their life that they're very close to having a diagnosis like that and so um that is a that's a big deal and it's very close to us and so I about it. I mean it's completely inspired by him and his diagnosis first, but I think it translates in a lot of it translates in a lot of uh, different situations so um, you know that's a that's kind of a sadder song but it I think it touches upon a lot of important things
3: I mean you it, it, what, what's great about music is while we've written these songs and they mean something to us and various whoever writes it or whatever the inspiration was but as we sit out with the fans and we sit and talk with them and we do storyteller nights they go i had no idea it was about that i thought it was about this or mm-hmm. it meant this to me or it meant that to me or it means this in my life and that's what is really special we we just write it and, and if it uh you know it, it
0: it tweaks something special with it somebody that's great yeah yeah of course every time somebody else listens to the song they're going to find a story in their life that makes them identify with it and we, we all have those anthems that we have saved secretly on our playlist that we play in the car when nobody else is around to uh, remind us of who we really are on the inside. Mm-hmm. You have a whole album full of those kind of songs. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to uh, see what the next one is. So um, with too. that, how about a couple of seconds here of Splinter so we can show people what this is all about? Because again, I think this is, um, I wouldn't say it's funny as it makes you laugh, but there's some irony in there when you hear it that everybody has been in a situation like this, where someone has come between you and other people you love, and uh, this is the this is the best "fu" song <laughs> that uh, that I could ever think of to uh, tell somebody who uh, is looking to do that. Right Splinter. And here we are in the studio with the well-known strangers, and that is one of the songs off of their last album, Aligned Splinter. Uh since that album and since the voice, uh Betsy's appearance on the voice, you've added a couple of new members to the well-known strangers. So I would love for you to talk about these new members and 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 their roles.
1: Uh
2: yeah, sure.
0: Your celloists here, too? your your bass player, because uh I tell you what, I from what I heard the other night, they were fantastic additions as well.
1: They're fantastic, absolutely. Um, we had a lead guitarist, uh, electric guitarist. Le- he left, and then we had a cellist leave, um, kind of a little bit before we um, I started this whole voice um, adventure. Um, so it was kind of good timing, and uh, we got a we got a chance to regroup, and you know. Uh, look, look around for some people that would fill in their shoes. And um, Brittany is a fellow uh, substitute teacher. I'm a substitute teacher by day, and she works at the same school. So one day she came out of the teacher's zone, gave me her card, and I looked up her. I music went to that and, same
0: school, by the way.
1: Oh, cool! Shout out to Curtis Green. I sure did. Yep. Uh, we used to music. look. We used
0: to look at the spine of the books and say, "Curtis, a strange school."
1: Curtis a strange, the strange. Curtis a strange school, yeah. Isn't so. that isn't that perfect for us? It is. Uh, they've mm-hmm. been quite the family for I think both of us. Like yeah. they're they're so wonderful over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked up her music. I uh, showed the boys, and they're like, we love her. She set up a, 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 a practice time with Joe, and she came, and she um, she sang this beautiful original song for us, and just completely. Made herself vulnerable the first time, you know, the first time we sat with each other. And, mm-hmm. like, it was very impressive. And um, so, yeah, this is, our, this is our newest member, Brittany Lumley, over here on the mic.
4: Hi.
0: Hi, Brittany. <laughs>
1: yes. So,
0: What's it like jumping in when it's already hot?
4: Uh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of learning. They have many songs. They've been around for a while, so I've had a lot to learn this past month or so. And I'm still learning. Um,
0: it's like drinking out of a fire hose, isn't it?
4: A little bit, yeah. And um, and um, trying to swim while you're uh, <laughs> while well, you know that you're not swimming very well, uh, yeah. Well, you every, swam
0: very well on Friday night. I I have to add.
4: Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, every practice we have, I'm like, yep, I still need to practice. <laughs> but it's getting better. It's definitely getting better.
0: So. Your first day in, you auditioned, you, you did one of your originals. You already knew each other, so that probably helped a little bit. uh uh-huh. What was the strangest thing that you found out about the well-known strangers once you got on the inside?
4: Um, actually, our bass player, John, really surprised me. Um, on the outside, he looks like just a quiet bass player, but um, once you get to know him, he's got a very strange side to him <laughs>
0: a strange side john you're gonna have to elaborate is is it radio friendly? Yeah, that, is it, is, is, can we can we talk about a strange side on the radio or is that something we're gonna have to save for after the show
4: well um he posts these things publicly on social media so i don't think it's any secret
5: john tell us about your social media i want to hear this now should, should i start out with, uh, with cw yeah do it yeah,
2: yeah.
5: The all right band. so okay. one of the strange things when betsy got on the voice Um, Being the bass player that, um, the typical bass player that doesn't get any recognition, I imagined a show called The Bass on CW filmed at the studios in Waukegan. And uh, I went through the journey just as she was going on The Voice. I was kind of replicating the same things she was doing on this imaginary show. So we had a little bit of fun with that. And I don't know, we didn't exactly explain it to Brittany, so she was probably wondering what the hell was going on. But um, it's, it's people to this day still think it's real. That could be a Saturday
0: Night Live skit. Seriously, the base. No. I mean, that just I can think of all kinds of ways we could go with that.
5: He's so
1: got, you got you made a video. You asked my parents to be in, right?
5: Well, no, uh, your dad asked to be in the video. Oh
1: wow, <laughs> that's really so
5: just to give you an example, they the, shout the, out to Kenny Eight out there. Hey Kenny. Yeah. The the voice uh, Final Twenty Four got to do a commercial for Marshalls and for Toyota. So I took uh, Betsy's dad, and we did a commercial for Smart Car, with. <laughs> so, um, and I'll then for...
1: Dollar, Dollar General.
0: Jo-
5: Dollar General was the other one. <laughs> so just to give you an idea of what the, the goofiness is all about, that's what. That's what Dollar
0: we did. General sounds more like in a court, like the accordion. I think for Dollar General, that would. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody play the accordion in there out there? No. No accordion player. Nope. I'm
6: sure these guys well, can figure I, have, it out. I have an accordion actually, but it's stuck in D minor. One of the buttons is stuck down. So, uh, <laughs> well, I haven't pulled it out yet.
0: you could be writing some songs in D minor then when you pull it out, huh? Yeah, there you go. Some more dark tunes for the well known strangers. Yeah.
1: That was Cameron Fair, by the way. He's, uh, he's the second newest. Well, yeah, however you say that. Um, but he's been a wonderful addition as well. Like, very laid back, uh, young dude. He's like, you know, he helps us with. Some social media stuff. He's got the ins and like the shortcuts and stuff. So, and he's got just a very mild mannered temperament. And goes with the flow.
0: Well, that's that's always helpful. You can't have too many too many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. Got to have someone who's setting the table and sweeping the floors. And For although sure. I wouldn't call that shallow <laughs> playing that you were doing sweeping the floors, it oh, was God. something more profound than that. It was it was just amazing and. I don't think I've ever seen electric cello like that before either. That that thing was cool. What what is that?
6: Oh yeah, uh, that's actually a new cello that I just got. Uh, it's it's an NS electric cello, and uh, it's it's uh, quite different than a regular cello because it's there's no body to it or like sound uh, box to it. So it's very it looks kind of rather naked, but it looks really cool and it sounds very nice. It looked um,
0: it looked really cool. It was like just a stick.
6: Yeah, essentially. Yes.
0: Yeah. I was waiting for those. I was waiting for those weird sounds to come out of it, like on the hillbilly music, like, bah, 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 or something <laughs> like that. But no, you, you picked it up and you started playing it, and it was just. It was. It was beautiful.
6: Yeah, it sounds. It sounds very luscious, just like a regular cello. Just it's. It's more convenient for onstage play because, uh, interestingly enough, with regular cellos, the sound boxes they uh, reverberate a lot whenever sound comes back and so it causes feedback with the systems. So that's why they make electric cellos as uh, skinny like that, so they don't feed back into the systems actually. It's more of like a audio type fact that not a lot of people know about.
0: Awesome. Well, definitely cool effect and the, you know, the you definitely add to the chemistry of of the band here. We're going to go into a little break here with a little more well-known strangers. And when we come back, they have agreed to uh, play a tune for us, live a little acoustic set. So they're going to get prepared. And while they're doing that, you're going to hear a little more well-known strangers. This song is also off the Aligned album because we don't have the new one yet, Betsy. Sorry. Uh, this one is Mirror. In the studio, you're listening to "Get Real with Ralph" on 10:50 AM WLIP, sponsored by the Success Group.
1: Patsy Aiden, the, the Well Known Strangers. Did you forget our name?
0: No, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. So here we are. (laughs) Get Real with Ralph. Sorry. Sponsored by the Success Group at EXP Realty in Kenosha, Wisconsin. For all of your real estate needs, get a hold of Ben or Ralph, that's myself, today at 262-656-7171. And we're back with the well-known strangers here in the studio, and they're going to play a little something for us live. Betsy, what are you going to play for us?
1: Uh, We're going to do a Billie Eilish um, cover called Come Out and Play.
0: All right. Here it is. The well-known strangers and Come Out and Play. (laughs) ¶¶¶
2: Wake up, smell the coffee ¶ Your cup, half full or empty When we talk, you say it softly But I love it when we're awfully quiet Shy to say, but I hope you stay. Don't I come out and play?
1: Thank you.
0: Wow, wow that that was uh that was incredible. That's a beautiful piece.
1: Thank you. How I long mean, have you been playing that's that one? Billie Eilish. Uh, I just learned that one. I was really inspired. Like like I said, I, I met a lot of younger contestants out in LA. And um, one of the contestants, uh, Kendra, she did a bad guy from Billie Eilish. And I just started looking her up and I'm like, man, I'm in love. I'm obsessed with this girl. And uh, I, you know, learned that song. And we yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago, we. We, we practiced it, and that's the, that's the one that we did when we unplugged. Yes, I re- right. as soon as I heard
0: yeah. it, I recognized it again, and it was uh, equally. In fact, I have that's one of the ones that I actually recorded with my phone, and I think I played a couple of seconds of it on my uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want to see some pictures of their performance, I'll put a few more up on my Facebook page. That's Facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie. And if you want to see the rebroadcast of this show on YouTube, you can go to com. subscribe, hit the little notification bell to tell you every time we're dropping a new episode. This com takes you directly to our YouTube channel. We are here in the studio today with the well-known strangers and after the break we're going to talk about a cause that is very near and dear to the heart of the members of well-known strangers as well as to me that i believe most people don't even realize the extent of which this problem exists so we'll be coming we'll be doing that at the at the nine o'clock hour of the show uh after uh after the news break and here's a little more well known strangers with Revolution.
2: All I do and all, I say, all I-
0: Good evening, and you're listening to Get Real with Ralph from the studios of WLIP 1050 AM in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and simulcast via YouTube at GetRealWithRalph.com. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudy, with a face for radio and a voice for newsprint, and I have in my studio here today the well-known strangers. We spent the first hour of the program talking about their musical journey thus far And they're going to play one more song for us here. And then we're going to have a discussion about some causes that are near and dear to the hearts of the band members as well as myself. Here are the well-known strangers in the studio live playing Voices.
2: of decency, take care of those knights who fight in the name of charity. They move through the shadows among us, and they won't back down. The killing, the raping, the selling, back breaking. We've got to, united, send out a call. Tear up the walls and rip through the streets. Find those boss souls who never had a choice to speak. There are voices bouncing off walls of padded rooms. Wondering, is anyone out there? Voices stuck in the silence of casual conversations. Don't be blurred. somewhere a father goes out looking for his baby girl she'll never come home again The mother son now looking for honest work in the wrong place they have been pillaging our innocence through the And rip through the streets Find those Bosses who never Had a choice to speak There are voices Bouncing off walls Of padded rooms Wondering is Anyone out there Voices Stuck in the silence Of casual Conversations, conversations. don't blind, yeah.
0: Wow! I mean, every time I hear that, every time I hear that song, I I, I get a little tear tear in my eye. Uh, for those of you listening that have never heard this song before, it is it's about human trafficking, and uh, two years ago, I didn't even really understand that human trafficking existed in, at least not at the level that it exists here in the world, and. Somebody brought a uh, article to me about it, and I read it, and I've been consuming more information on it ever since. And then about 90 days ago, I watched a, a movie, uh, a documentary on YouTube called Operation Toussaint, which is about the group Operation Underground Railroad, which rescues children uh, in foreign countries from human trafficking. It was started by a man by the name of Timothy Ballard, who was... Uh, Uh, former FBI agent, former um, Department of Homeland Security uh, member, and he started the group when a boy that had gotten kidnapped, who was actually a U.S. citizen but living in Haiti, disappeared, and he found out that there was no way he could turn it into a U.S. case, and there was no way that he could get jurisdiction to go and rescue this child. And the the, 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 the short story is that he quit his job and started this organization to rescue children. But human trafficking comes in so many different forms. It comes in so many different countries. It affects so many different age groups. And one of the facts that nobody realizes is that slavery has been outlawed across the entire world for over 100 years. But there are more people enslaved in the world today than there were when slavery was legal. Think about that for a minute. There are more people in slavery today than there were when slavery was actually legal. And the, the, the statistics run somewhere. Do, do, you, do you know what the numbers are on, on people that are in human slavery uh, altogether, uh, Betsy? Uh,
7: no, I'm not it sure. Terrible? It was really 30? profound.
2: 30 million, I thought. There there are
0: about 30 million people that are enslaved in one way, form, or another. That includes people that are enslaved for debts that they owe, that are in labor camps and everything else. There are 6 million people that are in the sex trade that are enslaved, 2 million of which are children. That's a pretty sobering number. Uh, I have here uh, with me the well-known stranger's uh, manager. His his name is Victor Serra. And uh, Victor's a former uh, police officer, and uh, he, he's sitting in on this along with Betsy. Betsy, tell me how you came, what inspired you to write this particular song, and how did, how did you become aware of, of this problem in the first place?
1: Uh, we had a show at Memorial Hall in, um, in Racine, and we were asked to play for a benefit that was raising money Um, for the cause and we wanted to do something you know a little more we started researching what it was all about and we wanted to do something a little a little more than just play so we chose to to write a song about um, about you know all of the things that are going on Um, and it's hard to put it into one song one three minute song because what we've learned was so profound and um, you know it's something that we are continuing to be a part of and would love to to be more involved because I know it's it's kind of like a it's 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 a hard business to <laughs> it's it's a hard thing to fix. And um, what, one thing that we've learned while we were researching things to you know to write the song about um, is the people who are involved the the mostly girls who are involved get involved and then. Um, don't wanna come out of it. They have a very comfortable lifestyle and I think that's one of the hardest parts about fixing a situation like this is they've grown accustomed to a lifestyle that is fine for them and they don't even realize what they could have in life and they're happy the way things are. So
0: um, Yeah um, and that specifically goes to I would say the the, the, the sex trade in the United States uh, and the uh, you know the young women that are involved in it. Uh, of course, Victor, uh, you know a lot of statistics about the local area and the I ninety four corridor, the area between Chicago and Minnesota, right here Kenosha. Kenoshians that are listening, listen. This we're in the middle of a major hub. Uh, Victor, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that?
7: Yeah, well, at least three uh, two years ago when we started this, uh, we were asked to play like Betsy said at the. Um Coalition against human, Tra- uh, human trafficking, and we performed in January uh, two years ago. Uh, the band did, and they performed that song for the first time. And then uh, a year later, they asked us to come back for another benefit, and we did a video for that song as well. But um, uh, and I'm probably off beat now with your question. It's um,
0: well, all right. We got plenty of time. <laughs> what
7: was the question again? <laughs> I've lost myself. Well, I was I, I I was I was wondering if you could
0: shed some insight. Into the oh, the i nInety four corridor, the, my, the, yeah, corridor, the is, Kenosha Racine area, and how this has become a hotbed for uh, for sex trafficking. And getting
7: back to that, two years ago, the FBI spent more money in this area than any other area in the United States. Believe it or not. Wow. So, and that was uh, a fact that um, we worked with Carrie Hemig. Yeah. She was the head of the coalition two years ago. She's no longer, but she still keeps in touch. Neil Lofey, uh Investigator Lofi, he's with the Racine uh, City Police Department. Neil does incredible work um, in, with this organization. And, and uh, you know, they do raids at truck stops. Uh, the, it's in the high schools and it's in junior high schools. People have to be aware of your children's surroundings. A lot of these people are uh, graduated students, maybe in their 20s and they go after students that are 15, 14, 16 years old that might not be the prettiest girl in school or she's got lowest self-esteem, and they target these girls uh, online, in schools, everywhere. And that's where this starts. How do, you, how do you protect your child from that in this day and age? Wow, I mean, obviously, you know, you just have to be aware, and it's, it's not always easy, especially the way kids, like you, like you were saying earlier about your 16-year-old, it's, it's not always easy, um, but being involved, uh, uh, if I had a 14, 15-year-old, I'd be in their face. I'd be knowing what they're doing on the computer all the time. I, I, I just, you have to be so involved, almost to, I guess, you know, over, you know overprotective. overprotective. Yeah. Thanks, Bets. And you wouldn't
0: believe how many parents don't, don't agree with that. No, and, I understand and, and, that. and I've had a co-parent with a parent that didn't agree with that with my with my older boys because we're not together. But we had an incident where one of my one of my sons was definitely having some inappropriate conversations, and when I brought it up, it was almost like I was the bad guy for invading yeah. my child's privacy. Yep. That, that that was the answer that I got from from his mother and. I don't, and, and I don't think that it's out of malice. I really think that people are truly ignorant to what's going on out there, and there's not enough emphasis on the fact that you have to monitor your child's activity.
7: Especially this day and age, Ralph. You're definitely right. And, and like I said, there's all kinds of forms of human trafficking, but we're, all, we're just hitting, obviously, the sexual part of it um, and the sexual exploitation of it. And, um yeah, it's it, it's right in your backyard, people. And you just have to be so aware of it. I've seen it. I seen it at the end of my career as a police officer, the first 20, you know, three two or 23 years. You just we were naive to it. Probably it was out there. But sure. most of the police officers were just naive to it. Over the last few years, I've learned more since I retired from the police department three years ago, with the band and with stuff we've learned, than I was a police officer. I saw it some at the end of my career and started learning about it.
0: But at la- but at large, most most of the time when you're looking at prostitution cases, even as even as recently as five years ago, I think that it was being looked at as an individual case, and it wasn't being seen as as an epidemic. It wasn't being seen exactly. as kids being targeted and dragged into this into this life and. It, I think there's a lot more awareness now, but still not nearly enough awareness of that
7: exactly and and Betsy talked about the the women that do or the young girls that do get involved some of them she 's right some of them do want to be that 's their lifestyle they want that to happen so when you arrest them, um, sometimes charges aren't filed because that's what they want to do, but there is a large majority, especially the young boys that are being uh you know exploited you see stories around the country nonstop now you're seeing them everywhere they come out of every state every jurisdiction so it's everywhere and it's it's an epidemic that it's hard like Betsy said it's hard to put a cap on right now I
0: you know I'm I'm married to a school teacher and it seem it seems after raising um, you know we have we have Six altogether between the two of us. I had three when we got together, and we've had three since. But Busy man. All, all, very busy man. All these years of raising children and being involved with other children and other children's parents uh, and being involved, her being involved in education and me being from the community, all of our friends seem to be teachers and cops. It just seems to be how it works. And so I've got, I've got a lot of friends in law enforcement, and one of them in particular has, has a daughter in high school, and he swears by the fact that his daughter still has a flip phone. He doesn't even want her having access to the Internet on her person. And I used to think he was crazy. And the yeah. more time goes on, the more I see that, the more I think that's really not that bad of a thought. As, as a matter of fact, it's probably the the right way to go to, to not have your child have access to technology unless it's in a public space. And that's getting harder and harder to do because the personal computer has gone away even. And it's even easier. There's more of these apps that these kids you know in the beginning they're talking to each other on and i'm sure that most of it is purely innocent sure. when they're 9 10 11 12 years old and then you know 13 14 and they start to get a little more curious and then there's some evil lurking out there just waiting for them to be curious yeah,
1: yeah and they know m- more about what they're doing than we do as parents sure. so it's kind of hard to monitor a a um a machine that you you don't really know how to you know you don't i mean i
0: i remember in a presidential debate uh two three cycles back um maybe longer because i think it was i think it was george w bush saying something about putting uh putting uh uh, protection protective software in our computers if only our children would teach us how to use it and uh (laughs) and that that continues to get that continues to get worse and, and and worse over time and i consider myself Pretty technically astute, at least for a Gen Xer. But these kids are leaps and bounds yeah, yeah. ahead of us when Everybody, it comes to that technology.
7: Sure. So, and going back to the voices song, um, which is obviously is a beautifully written song. Uh, Joe came up with the riff, and Betsy, they had probably five weeks to write the song before the benefit. It was right before Christmas, and Betsy took one of Joe's riffs and she put words to it, and boom, they had a song in less than two weeks, and they a couple of weeks to practice, and they performed it for the first time. A year later, like I said, we did a video, and if people are out there and want to see the video, obviously, wellknownstrangers.com, the website, uh, and you can watch the Voices video. Uh, the band let me run with that video, which was really nice. I kind of came up with the concept, and they mm-hmm. just let me go with it. And Betsy and I actually directed. We, uh, Joe was actually on vacation at the time, so Betsy and I ran with the video. And it was just an amazing thing to do. Very
1: hard. Uh, a yeah, lot of work. We kind of had our... Police chief
7: and oh, yeah, I got yeah. my police chief involved. Um, he gave us police officers to work with at the end of the video. Um, I casted the local a- actors. But Betsy casted uh, friends and family. Uh, I, I was coaching softball at Park High School in Racine, and I used a lot of my softball girls for extras. So it was really neat. And the comical thing of this I want to bring up is that the first video uh, Well-known strangers did, um, it cost them almost ten, t- cost them almost 10 grand. To perform a uh, professional video, and then what what is it six eight months later when we did the voices v- video I think it cost us what twelve hundred. Yeah. Sure. That's well, because yeah.
1: well, uh, a lot of people were involved that yeah. really cared about yep. what we were what we were talking about, and um, I mean I remember shooting at like two o'clock in the morning. We we went to a, a motel. Yep. Where there there was actually um, you know this sort of thing going traffic. on. Yes. Yeah. And so we kind of shot in.
0: Where was, where, where, where was the hotel? What town?
7: Uh, it was in Racine. Gotcha. I'm not, not going to lie to you. It's a Seekers Hotel in Racine. It was a shady hotel at the time. And we shot outside, basically. Those there.
0: little those little crap holes that are right yep. on Highway yes. 20 there? And we yep. could
7: rent them by well, the this hour. this was actually yeah. in Racine, more closer to the lake, um... And uh, a lot of drug use there. I've seen as a police officer. I was called there multiple times in my career. Um, so we used that hotel as the out- outside shots, but the inside the hotel scenes, we went to a nicer hotel. So we we didn't put our actors in that. You
0: you don't want your actors leaving with um, <laughs> yes. crustaceans attached to their bodies, yeah. huh? Yes. Just for filming a video.
1: Yeah, I think our drummer really got into character. He, just, he was he was one of the. <laughs> he played a trafficker, and he got a little bit too into character.
0: Your drummer played, played a creep? Well, John did. Yeah. So did John. John. So did John. John, yeah. John, the bass, John, the bass player, played a creep. <laughs> it was a great, hard, <laughs> yeah. great role. Not, not, yeah. uh, because John's definitely, I can see, winning. you know, I mean, with that little smile that it was probably fun to play, but John's definitely not a creep, yeah, but, no. you know.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Hey, there's a song you could do. I know it's a male vocal song, but you could do creep. I mean, that would be fun. Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. John's right. a creep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's a oh, weirdo. What yeah. the How's he doing here? <laughs> Sorry, John, you're the butt of our jokes your first time on. Don't know what to tell you. You know, when you're dealing with a subject this heavy, you've got to give it a little bit of levity. Well, we're going to go to the bottom of the break here, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Operation Underground Railroad and uh, human trafficking when we come back. And here's a little more well-known strangers as we go into the break with a song off of their Aligned album, Release Me.
2: That lies they tell me, they know how this story goes. Though they face this monster, it barely shows. As I slip, she whispers, I'll be alright. Reminds me I'm not leaving here.
5: L.I.B. presents the music of Peter, Paul, and Mary with Peter Yarrow and Noel Paul Stuckey. Sunday, June 16th at Ravinia in Highland Park. Tickets are on sale now at Ravinia.org. For a chance to win tickets from WLIP, listen to Wake Up Kenosha with Bill and Pete. And on site at Lighten Up events with Lenny Palmer, the music of Peter, Paul, and Mary with Peter Yarrow and Noel Paul Stuckey. At Ravinia in Highland Park with AM 1050 WLIP. AM 1050 WLIP, Kenosha County Radar Weather. Sponsored by Good Value Pharmacy. Offering free local delivery with three locations in Kenosha. And now open in Racine. GoodValueRx.com. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 43. For Monday, back to work with a high near 61 and sunny.
3: And then Monday night, mostly clear with a low around 50. And Tuesday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 7. Weather twice an hour
5: when severe weather strikes on AM
2: 1050
0: WLIP. And we're back here in the studio at WLIP with the well-known strangers. And we are talking about the subject of human trafficking, which the song Voices... Uh, written and played by the well-known strangers uh, addresses uh, in the studio along with the actual band members as the band uh, member or I mean band manager Victor Sarah who is a uh, former police officer in uh, Racine and uh, they were talking at the last segment about how they became aware of human trafficking when they were asked to play at a fundraiser uh, for human trafficking and so it's amazing how once this subject grabs a hold of you and you learn about it, or the more you learn about it, how much more deeply it affects you. And when I first started hearing about teenage teenagers and mostly teenage girls getting sucked in, that was that was devastating to hear. I have daughters. I have kids. And then I got exposed to this this documentary called Operation Toussaint. And I think that anybody that wants to know more about the subject should watch it. Uh, It is on Amazon Prime, and there's a a couple of other places that you can get this documentary, this Operation Toussaint, that's T-O-U-S-S-A-I-N-T, Operation Toussaint. It's well worth your time. If you look it up on YouTube, there's a couple of trailers for it. If you go to Amazon Prime, you can watch the entire, I want to say it's probably about a 75-minute documentary, Uh, but it was the story uh, about Tim Ballard and how he started this organization and the cases were just devastating. Uh, the, this particular documentary highlights their operation in Haiti where they were rescuing children three, four, five years old that after the uh, the devastation of, of the um, the hurricane in the area and, and it left just countless families displaced and, and, and lots of children homeless, how these rings came around and just rounded up these children and just literally brought them into camps and held them as, as slaves and uh, sold them as sex slaves. And the reason that they're able to do this, the reason that they are making money doing this, isn't because other Haitians uh, want to have uh, this sort of sick interaction with a child. Is because Americans want to have this sort of sick interaction with a child. Wealthy Americans, people with money, apparently too much money, money to do anything they want, that decide to take these trips to foreign countries where they get to rape and torture children for for, for a fee. And I, I just can't even imagine how anybody with an ounce of humanity can do this. And yet you have people who... Are in regular walks of life, you know the, the the real creeps of the world. That when you're working next to them, you don't even know they're a creep. The, the you know this makes Harvey Weinstein seem seem like a, a altar boy. Wow, that's probably a bad, uh, mm-hmm. uh, probably a bad way of putting it. But th- seriously, th- these people are disgusting. And this operation went in, and they had to pose as these creepy fellows, uh, and start talking about what it is that they wanted. And this is all captured. You can see you can see these people having conversations with these Haitians who are just willing and and ready to provide them with what they want f- for the fee. And it it literally broke my heart.
7: Yeah, the problem with this Ralph and the whole thing is these third world countries don't have for the, for these children they have no protection or no help. So this organization is about it for them, and that's pretty sad because these governments aren't protecting these children. That. And it's and it's tough, it's just tough. At least in America, we have the it, money and the resources to at least try. Over there, they'd have nothing.
0: They have nothing, so they got volunteer operations that, first of all, have to raise enough money to send these jump teams in. And these these operations are not cheap. I, I imagine it has to be hundreds of thousands of dollars for each operation. You know, you're getting former SEALs, former law enforcement, um, people that have really good credentials and know how to run operations like that. Then you have former State Department officials that are working with these foreign governments getting permission for United States citizens who are mere civilians to operate in their country with weapons. And... I'm, I'm sure people are getting paid off, and bribes have to get paid in some cases for that to happen. They're not going to say that on a documentary, but you know that, that goes without saying that. They're going to grease whatever, whatever palms they have to grease. After all, that's what the bad guys are doing, and sometimes you've got to fight fire with fire. And that's something you can't do in an official government capacity that you can do with that. So it, it, it takes an inordinate amount of money to run this operation to rescue these children, but they're doing a fantastic job of doing it. And once I saw this, it, it changed, just watching that video changed my life forever, and I knew that if I don't get involved, if I don't find a way to raise money, if I don't find a way to actually help them rescue these children, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life because I know there's children out there suffering, and, and if my efforts can save one of them or five of them or ten of them and as opposed to, to zero of them, I don't care how much money that costs. It's you know one life is worth worth that kind of money.
1: Yeah, and I think you you asked the question earlier, like what can you, what do you do? And we've get when we talk about the song voices, like we get this question a lot, like what do you do? What can you tell other people to do? Um, It's really just talking about it and making people aware and doing exactly what you're doing tonight is having the conversations and continuing and from this. Maybe we can, you know, get a little more involved and I'd like to do something together. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do something together. I I was
0: thinking about this and I was gonna ask you, and now I'm gonna ambush you with it. But uh, I'd like to put together a a, a concert, a fundraiser concert, specifically to uh, raise funds for Operation Tissant because I know what they're doing, I know it's good work, Uh, I know that we're funding teams that are going in and actually rescuing children, and um, I'm Sometime here in the fall, I don't have an exact date, but I would love for you guys to come back, play for that. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe you can even put your creative juices together, come up with uh, an, uh, another storytelling song that that tells the story of, of these these children in need as well. But if you, if you yeah. would, if you'd be interested in that, I you know I, I'll get my people on it to put the legwork together to have a charity concert specifically for. Putting together teams to go and rescue children from human trafficking. Are you? Yeah, well, you most in? definitely. Absolutely. Yes,
1: anything that we can do. I think that we stand by our our word when when we say there's other benefits that that we play for because we believe in in the cause and we want to continue to to do as much as we can. So any way we can help. That's we, that's
0: fantastic. That's right. And we're going to talk more after the show for sure because it takes a lot of logistics. I know and you guys oh, know oh, yeah. about putting something like that together. But mm-hmm. but you know I'm willing to do the heavy lifting. Uh, while you guys are going on tour building your brand bigger because the bigger your brand gets, the more people are going to come watch this and the more yeah. people that we can uh, make make aware of this. If you do know of a human trafficking situation here in southeastern Wisconsin, there is a hotline. Uh, the phone number is 888-373-7888. Again, that number is eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. if you know of a situation where somebody is being trafficked, where somebody is being forced to be in the sex trade against their will or any other sort of human trafficking.
7: Ralph, I just want to throw in there, a lot of people are leery sometimes to call the police if they see something, especially at these truck stops. Yep. Uh, that's the main thing. Call. Just call. Let them officers go out and check out the situation. Sometimes if you don't call, that could be a situation where you could have saved someone's life.
0: Yeah, you know, we've been saying this about terrorism for a long time, and now we're talking about it with human trafficking. If you see something, say something. Uh, call your local police department. Call that hotline. I'll make sure that I have that number on my uh, on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie. You can go and like that page. Or you can go to my YouTube channel just by going to com and hit subscribe. And this episode is going to be on there in the comments. I'll make sure that that number is there as well because this is a a very important cause here, Operation Toussaint. Now, when we come back after the uh, break here, we're going to take some of uh, your calls. If you have any questions for Betsy uh, and the well-known strangers, you can call on in, and we'll try and uh, get a couple of questions answered. If you want to call in, the phone number is area code 262-694-1050. It can be about human trafficking. It can be about the band, anything that we discussed in the last two hours. That's 262-694-1050. We'll take your calls after the break.
2: Tragedy hands with underneath the watchful
0: That's the well-known strangers with Runaway Girl off of their aligned album and they are here in the studio where they have graced our presence for the last hour and 45 minutes. On my first ever live radio show, guys, thank you for bearing with me and all of my technical difficulties and tripping over my feet. So well. Oh, we,
2: yeah, Ralph.
0: You know what? I had the mic off when you told me I was perfect, isn't it?
1: You were perfect. I'll say it a million times. Oh, I
0: love it. I love it. It's been fun. I love it, and I love you, Betsy. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks,
1: man. I love you too. I
0: love your energy you got a couple events coming up that you're going to be doing. You're going to be throwing out the first pitch at the Brewer game, correct?
1: Yep, that's right. That's this Wednesday, um, I think, like 5.30, 6 o'clock-ish or 6.30. Yeah. Uh, that's when the first pitch is going to be thrown. Uh, I'm not sure how well I'm going to do. I still have yet to practice.
0: You need to practice. Make sure you make so, it across the plate. You know. Well, I mean, plate, I know you played. I know you played she's softball. Got a serious so. arm.
1: I did, yeah. But you know, you never know with all that pressure. Full disclosure, Betsy
0: played high school softball with my little sister back in the day. I didn't know you back Deanna. then, but uh, yeah, Deanna. For so sure. I hope she's listening.
2: Uh, yeah, so hello, Deanna.
0: She's on Twin Lakes. I don't know if our air. I don't know if uh, we bounce off that far. Hey, anybody have questions? Uh, you can call in two six two six nine four ten fifty. Any questions for Betz Eight and the well-known strangers? Uh, and while we're waiting for the uh, phones here, which we do have a caller already. Hey, uh, go ahead. You're on. You're on ten fifty WLIP. Get real with Ralph.
8: Yo, what's up, gang? Just listening to you on That's <laughs> our drummer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're getting punched you by your in. own drummer. <laughs> I don't
8: even know what to ask. Oh, my God. We just, you know, you guys are amazing. So I just feel humbled and honored that... <laughs> You even mentioned me, but it was kind of we like a knew. trafficking thing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Roger, we knew you'd find your way to us somehow. I'm glad you're here on the line with us.
0: So Roger yeah, wasn't able to I make it in the studio. He had a uh, previous engagement. But, Roger, this is uh, quite the cast of characters you're involved with, buddy.
8: <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah, I'm totally humbled. I, I love each and every one of them. The personality, how we mesh, and we're just, it's so hard to get a band that can work well and, and work with each other and then, Still love each other through the whole thing and that and that's pretty much how this band has uh, started and it's continued on and uh, even with some of the rough spots we've just plowed right through it and uh, uh, Betsy and Joe have just have organized something here that uh, is very special and uh, I'm so glad to be a part of it
1: we love you Roger
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for calling in. Looks like we we're got a... out of time. Well, <laughs> at... we, we do have another call, Roger, but we'll come back Wait, to
9: you. I have a question. Wait. no. Uh,
0: but, hey, but, I, but I, do, I, I do want to talk more about you playing one of the creepy truck drivers next time we get a chance to talk.
1: In our voices yeah, I, I video. have a lot of practice. Well, I shouldn't say that, should
0: I? <laughs> no. no, so no I'll have no. a go. <laughs> All right. We got another call coming in, so we're going to take it. You're on 1050 WLIP on Get Real with Ralph. Who am I talking to? Name in town. Your name
9: My name is Shelley and I'm in Kenosha.
0: Ah, hi Shelley
3: from hi, Kenosha. Shelley. Hey Shelley.
9: Hi everybody. Hey. I just I first of all want to say what an amazing show what a first amazing show for you Ralph. It was really really great and what an amazing band you guys
0: are.
1: Thank you so much. Well, Full disclosure,
0: this is my aunt, and it's almost like having David Letterman calls mom. You know, it's like the same thing. Uh, uh, yeah, she's like just a, as important. She's like a second mom to me. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you for calling in. That's so, sweet. Uh, so now both of well, our listeners have called in. It's really exciting. We
9: listened, we listened uh, from the beginning, and i got to tell you, I'm not just saying it because you're like my, like a, another son to me, but because it really, really was an amazing show. Um and, yeah, okay, you might have stepped over your feet a few times, but I didn't catch it because I was busy stepping over mine. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, we had, a, we had a fantastic time talking to him. So he it makes did. it and easy. And I watched you guys even live on YouTube, so that was really cool as well. Oh, nice. Nice. Did you yeah. see Joe flip me off? Pardon so, <laughs> me? Did you see Joe flip me off? You flipped me off. Oh, did no, you see I that? missed that part. Oh, that's it's the, uh, the,
3: yeah, the... The playful side, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the
6: playful you side. Playful.
9: <laughs> <laughs> so it was really, I'm just telling you guys, it was really an amazing show. Amazing music. Um, and then getting to the sex trafficking, because I've been aware of this for many years now. I'm also involved in animal rights, and it's been a huge passion of mine. Um, I'll never forget the first day when I found out. Different things that went on with animals and mm. test labs, and it's like an awakening when you find something like this out. So, yeah. uh, my passion has been that for most of my life. Do you, do you watch uh, human uh, uh Par- sex- sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead,
1: uh, Parolis, uh, Pitbulls and Parolis? Have you, yeah, have that's you seen a great that?
9: organization, yeah, okay, sorry, it I is. To... And uh, as a matter of fact, I adopted a beagle that um, was used in a test lab at. Abbott Laboratories for the first three years of his life. Okay,
2: nice. And that you. was a
9: you know was an incredible thing to see an animal come out of being it, tested on in a barren cage. Yeah, get, knowing nothing else.
0: And, get, getting involved in individual cases really warms your heart and puts you in a place where uh, you know you you really feel like you're you're making a difference. And uh, thank you so much for calling in. I want to grab a couple of other callers. we got one more coming in here on line one. Let's grab this real quick. You're on 1050 WLIP. Get Real with Ralph. Who am I talking with? Name and town?
8: Yeah, this is uh,
0: Clear-Eyed Otis. (laughs) Clear-Eyed Otis. And where are you from, Clear-Eyed Otis?
8: Here in uh, lovely uh, Kenosha. I wanted to thank you guys uh, for an interesting show. I'm a... uh, a citizen who's been kind of delving into all kinds of, you know, issues and people trafficking has been one of my, uh, keen interest topics. And I wanted to, to, to just throw something out there. And that is, you know, are you aware of the organized crime, uh, in the, uh, um, I guess
0: the vastness of we're, we're aware. Yeah, we're, we're we're very aware. That's why we're raising. That's why we're working so hard to raise money and raise awareness and actually help specific cases where we can actually actually make a difference. Hey, if you're interested in, in helping us with this, make sure you go to uh, sure. Make sure you go to uh, go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. There's going to be some information on there on how to get involved because we need all the community involvement uh, that we can get in order to help eradicate uh this this problem
1: and can i just well, say i'm sorry go ahead yes
8: no well yeah uh, thank you uh what i'd like to just uh, throw in there is there's not enough shoeboxes to stuff the the cash in uh it has to be you know this uh, people trafficking uh, trafficking business is vast the, the dollars are enormous and it is well sophisticated it's it's very mature And uh, to uh, your earlier point, uh, we're seeing it now more than ever. This is a a blossoming, unfortunately, uh, industry, and it's something that uh, it'll take monumental efforts in order to arrest, so to speak, And, and I I, I definitely will. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we have to introduce. attack it. We have to
0: attack it at the source of funds for sure. We, we we have to we have to we have to get to the point that when people are willing to pay money for this, they're suffering the same consequences as the person who actually went out and kidnapped the child. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're facilitating that happening when you spend your money on that. And we need to bring yeah. a lot more awareness to the fact that when you're spending your money on doing something like that, even if you think that it is harmless or innocent or that it is a, an adult, chances are it's not. Chances are, if it is an adult, it's somebody who is enslaved as a child and doesn't have a choice, when uh, you're visiting one of those Mexican cantinas, when you're visiting one of those Asian massage parlors, when you're visiting uh, any of those places out there, if anybody's doing anything like that, it's it's not just a two consenting adults decision, which is what people say in their minds to justify this sort of thing. What you're really doing is you're contributing to a problem that includes kidnapping, torturing, and raping children. Mm-hmm. And,
8: and, it's, and it's, uh, let, me, let me just finish with uh, at least my, my point real quick. And that is this is this is a vast, uh, enormous issue. Organized crime is at the heart of it. Um, uh, It's very sophisticated. And it's one that really needs to get the attention of uh, uh, our judicial system. Well, do you know how to get attention?
0: uh, Here's how we get attention. Money and vote. Those are the two ways. Money and vote. Hey, And truth to
8: power. You bet.
0: And truth yes. to power. Thanks hey, thanks calling, very man. much for calling. We really appreciate it. Again, make sure that you uh, head over to our our site, and uh, y- you'll be able to sign up for more information, or you'll be able to find information on how to get involved because we're going to be putting that up there. And uh, Betsy and I just made a little pact here. We're going to organize an event here in uh, southeastern Wisconsin to uh, to get Operation Toussaint, uh some more money so that they can rescue some more children from this horrendous crime of. Child sex trafficking—that's going on, not just in this country, but all over the world.
1: And if I may interrupt, we just—we have one more um, benefit that we're very oh, proud yes, to be yes, part the, of the, uh, the, the McKay Foundation correct. is hosting uh, a benefit at Ruther High School on June 22nd. Right, same. Good got it. Okay.
5: Um,
0: and you're going to want to go on Brown. Gonna, was a brown paper bag? T- brown paper ticket. Com to get yeah. the tickets for it.
5: Is yes. That how you get it? If you go to our event page, you'll have a link to that. Okay. And uh, a 1000 people are interested in it so far on Facebook but um I was on
0: today in section the the hot, the most expensive section is almost completely sold out there are 9 tickets left in so the section so if you want to get tickets i so would so if you want good seats yeah, go buy tickets it's then, not an expensive event yeah. and it's a fantastic fantastic band if you haven't heard the well known strangers play live you're in for a treat. If you haven't heard their music before and you just heard bits and pieces of it, go to YouTube. Just look up Well Known Strangers or Betsy Aiden and the Well Known Strangers, and you will be absolutely as impressed, I'm sure, as I was the first time I heard their music. Ah, you guys are fantastic. I don't know. I don't know what else to say.
1: Cool. Well, thank you. We feel the same about you. We <laughs> hope to visit you again.
0: Well, thanks for coming. Um, we're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to sign off. Play oh, we're going to play Voices. And then we're going to sign off. So this is Ralph <laughs> All Nudie. right. Get Real with Ralph. My producer is more experienced than me here. He's he's telling me what to do. I'm just putting the words out there. So thank you very much, Mr. Selovich, Mr. Jim Selovich, for being uh, the, the man behind the board on my first ever episode of Get Real with Ralph. Tune in every Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. where we're going to talk about the issues of the day that affect us globally, nationally, and across the world. Get Real with Ralph. This is Ralph Nudie, and thanks for tuning in.
2: care those nights fight